Good afternoon. I'm your host Sean Rimkunis, and welcome to Music Speaks, the podcast that is dedicated to how music impacts one person's life. I believe that many people have a playlist that makes their life unique through music. And a musical quote for today: "Music knows more about the kind of mood that I'm in than I do." Anonymous. And I think there's a great segue into introducing my guest. My guest is someone who emerged on the scene and has always found a way of being the smartest in the room, and I say that in the best possible way. He is thoughtful, caring, and the second non-musician to agree to do my show, and a great friend of mine, and to the show. His name is Robert Kinsler. Robert is majoring in clinical psychology with a specialization in mental health. He'll be getting his MS or PsyD, and that depends on where he's accepted in the spring. He used to play a lot of trumpet very consistently in high school, but since college he hasn't started playing again. And I'm hoping to quiz him on his trumpet playing later on. Hey, Rob, how you doing? I'm good, Sean. Thanks for asking. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm so excited to talk to you. I feel like we haven't talked a lot, and uh, this is sort of. I was just telling you, this is sort of a way for me to sort of connect with people over the internet without having to actually hold their hands in public. Um, so I need I need to ask you this. How are you staying sane during the quarantine right now? Um, well, I've been, thankfully, I've been very busy with school. I've had um, lots of assignments, lots of papers and tests and quizzes. So that, that occupies a lot of my time. And I also, I'm still at work. I work at a hospital. So um, mm. I've been, you know, busy with that and it's it's stressful working there with everything going on but i'm i'm managing pretty well okay what's something that you sort of miss uh without the fear of the virus i mean um or what do you think that yeah i i miss um like having classes like on the ground like on campus i definitely miss that um and i'm not i'm not a stranger to online classes but with this semester, especially with one of my classes, my counseling psychology class, we would um, we would practice um, different modalities of therapy, and that's you can't really do that online. You kind of have to do that like in person, and so that portion of the class has kind of been essentially cut out. But mm. I miss that definitely. But um, yeah, I just miss having classes in person, to be honest. Like I said in my intro, you've always been the smartest guy in the room. And I like having that, like, aspect of our friendship being, like, I can always come to you when I have a question or I feel like I can come to you when I need some advice. And I remember us when we first met when I was in high school. I was a sophomore and you were a freshman. But the crazy thing was we were the same age. Yeah. I think think that was the most interesting. I don't think I knew that until my junior year. I think we, we built a relationship over... Um, our sophomore year, but I don't think we really became friends until our junior year. Um, yeah, that sounds accurate. And my junior year, yeah. Right, my junior year and your sophomore year. So I want to ask you this. Uh, when we started playing music together, uh, what was what was something that you... Was there anyone you were listening to at the time? Was there anyone that you sort of were like this is a really good trumpet player or something that like, uh, like my, for me, when I tell other people who my hero in trumpet music, I would say Wynton Marsalis because yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking the same thing. Actually, I listened to a lot of Wynton Marsalis. I listened to, um, 
I didn't. I can't remember. It's been it's been a very long time. Right. Yeah. The, the trumpet music specifically, but I do remember in high school I listened to a lot of Wynton Marsalis because he just he's just a phenomenal player. With you know, he can play classical, he can play jazz. He just he can do it all, and it's very inspiring to listen. To I remember you telling me about that. your fascination with Maynard. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I mean, I just, it's fun to listen to him play high. I mean, his normal range kind of didn't sound all that good. But, <laughs> no, I mean, just to be honest. Like, no, of course. Play, I don't I don't think anyone can play higher. Or maybe, maybe um, oh, what's his name now? Um, Alan Vizzuti, maybe? Maybe, but there's also another trumpet player. Um, another trumpet player who can play higher. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna throw out a name. I, I'm I'm thinking Ryan Beach. It's, it's, it starts with it's like Lewis something Dodswell. Lewis Dodswell. Okay. 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 So when you started playing trumpet, did you did you have anyone to look up to? In your sort of well, like area. Well, you actually. <laughs> <laughs> you I feel like I set you up for a for a, for a home run there. <laughs> yeah, no, but um, no. I just remember like whenever we would play like out of the Arvins or uh, like our marching band songs or our concert band songs, it was always just fun. To, it was always just fun to play with someone like you because I, I would learn so much. Yeah, I don't. I feel like that's the same thing. I wouldn't know that much about. I, I would struggle with um, chemistry, but I would come to you with these questions. You'd be like, oh, it's that. I'm like, what? So <laughs> so I feel like we're in that same ballpark where I can toss you a question, but then you can also toss me a question, which I think was yeah. sort of helpful back then. And the way we sort of knew each other was when we started doing marching band. And I need to ask you this. One of my favorite memories of us sort of doing marching band together was when we went to Arizona and I yeah, sort of, of and I, I felt like we had sort of become closer in that way I got to know you more we got to talk about sort of like technicalities we're both struggling with things we're working on and and, and just the reason why we both love playing trumpet um, what were your favorite memories of marching band? I really like traveling like you mm. said, we tra- we went we went to Arizona, you know, Florida. Just our trips were really fun, and also like, believe it or not, and you remember how much like just like pain I was in with, right. with um, band camp. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed band camp actually. Hmm. Despite despite the uh, the immense pain <laughs> that it brought me, <laughs> but, uh, no, I I had fun. I just like I just like you know we were as it goes for like anybody that's been in our program or any other band program i'm assuming it's like we're a big family like you can come and just you know you can just do our thing and just work on you know our drill our music our form our technique all all that right and rob when you said immense pain you didn't mean the immense pain that i put on you every single day to practice and (laughs) (laughs) you want to explain to the audience what what you're meaning here so um Back in high school, I had flat feet, mm. and I couldn't, I, you know, being on my feet for, you know, I'd say over five or six hours would, it would just hurt a lot, to the point where I couldn't really walk, um, 
And yeah, so that's that's what I mean by immense pain. Right, right. And some of these memories of me always saying, "Oh, I can't wait to see you dance at the um, at the marching band dance that we usually had every year." I was like, I always made that a joke. I always yeah, I always made funny. a joke because um, my my first section leader, his name was Derek. And I'll mention the other section leader of Marching Band because he was sort of a, a dick. Um, but uh, I like saying that he used to be like, always bring your dancing shoes to this dance. And I was like, that's so cool. I like saying that. And when I saw Rob, I was like, Rob, better bring your dancing shoes to the dance. Rob's like, I can't even, I can't even like walk that much. I'm like, dude, I'm like, you know what? We'll figure it out as we go. Um, <laughs> um, I need to ask you these memories that we had in marching band. Um, what were some of the most special? Like, what? Where did you feel like you felt like you shined the most? Uh, probably. What was it? Um, I liked Vertigo a lot. That show. Vertigo, yeah. Just it was very hard. But mm. I, I enjoyed the the challenge that it brought, both um, from a musical standpoint and a like marching standpoint, because that show was just pedal to the pedal to the metal the entire time. I'd like to think basically it was our our senior year, basically together, because we were the same age at that point. Yeah. Um, I remember doing a lot of reps, and I was like, "Why am I never placed next to Rob? I'm always placed next <laughs> to some freshman." Um. And I remember... Was, I think the only time we were really near each other was in um, Maria. When we first came together, we were in that opening <laughs> yeah. set. And there was another one. Um, we were I never next we to each other. I remember that yeah. so vividly. Like we were, we were such good friends. And I was like, why aren't we ever placed next to each other? Rob is always on one side of the field. I'm always on the other side of the field. And I always remember being like... You know what? Uh, you know what's also so funny? There's this memory that I had back when we started doing band camp where, you know, how we would always get these these drill books and they would say trumpet one, trumpet two, trumpet three, trumpet four. And I always remember, you know Matt Douglas, a friend of the show, Matt Douglas. He would always come up to me and he would go, can I be trumpet one, can I be trumpet one, can I be? And I'm like... I'm like, Matt, the section leaders are going to be trumpet one. And I feel like at that point, I was like, eventually he was going to be trumpet one when you guys took over as section leaders in your senior year. Did he end up being trumpet one? No, he switched to mellophone. Oh, that's right. And then he became mellophone one. Yeah, he switched to mellophone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. It was was Andrew and I. I was one, he was two. That's right. My senior year, at least. That's right. That's right. I always remember that scene so vividly because that was such a hot button issue around everybody, you know, if you recall, that you were like, what number am I, yeah. what number am I? But I always thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, once once they were assigned, it, it didn't really matter. It didn't really matter, yeah. but the initial yeah. sort of connection was like, you know, oh, try this, try that, you know? We never really knew what we wanted to do. Um, another memory that I wanted to mention to you was when we went to Arizona, and we had to do that really long parade. 
Oh my god! And then we got. I remember. <laughs> yeah, and then and that then was hell. that was, was terrible. So hot. That was so hot. And then we oh. we were out for it was it wasn't like a five mile parade, and it, it would ridiculous. it would never end. And it was so awkward because we were in Arizona, and I think and we I, might. I just, and and we passed at I, least like two or three strip clubs along the way. Yeah, and it was so awkward, and and then as soon as we got to the end, I remember everybody fighting for some sort of lunch, and the lunch wasn't even that good. It was like a PBJ. I thought it was like a, like a wrap or something. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember there also not being enough water because oh, I know. Like, but, oh my god, like, that was terrible. And also like. My entire face just hurt. My like, diaphragm <laughs> hurt. My legs hurt. I was like, "God, please!" Oh my! Do you do you remember those helmets we had to wear? Yeah. Uh, we had With to. The chain and the. Oh my I god! Still, I'm looking at my plume right now. Actually, I still have one. Yeah, and I, I that was so terrible. I remember. I'm not sure if you remember, but my senior year. On the last show of the year, I lost my plume. I don't. I don't remember that. No. Uh, I I lost my plume, and I was making a big deal out of it, and everyone was laughing. And then this one girl's like, "Big deal! You lost a plume!" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's the one one ridiculous thing looking that I don't have on my uniform right now." It was it was so crazy, and that leads me to my next question. I feel like we've been sort of on back and forth here. I just need to ask you this next question. Uh, what was the hardest memory of marching band for you? Oh, man. Um, what was it? I remember Carmen, like, screaming at me. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember what I did. I just remember him yelling my name. I was thinking, like, oh, shit. What did I, what did I do? <laughs> I, like I said, I don't remember why, but I probably deserved it. No, uh, I've been yelled at. You you can attest. I've been yelled at many many a times in marching band. Yeah. Um, I think we all have it. We all have at some point. I it's, think it's just part of the program. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it was. It's just, this is hilarious. I think it was a fine line. We had finished the ballad, I think, and we were sort of in the formation to sort of finish are uh, sort of you know what I mean we were sort of on the way to sort of finishing our, our show and I just I run down and he just goes Robert and I felt I, I, I can't tell you how bad I felt but every time uh, I had a friend Chris Corda who would always make that joke he'd always imitate the way uh, Carmen yeah. our instructor would always say it and it was perfect, and he would always be like, it was so extended, and I, I, I never really understood what he was yelling at you for, and someone had told me uh, some bogus about, like, you being on the other side of the field or something, and I was like, what? Like I, said, I, wow. I never really understood. I, I, I think marching band for me was a better family experience than it was a working experience, because I felt like I got closer to people, but at the same yeah. time, I was also being baked in the sun and I was also like getting tormented by the wind and the cold 
I remember that very vividly. I remember especially in like October. Especially, yeah. And it was you remember so cold. Oh god, do you remember the time that we were getting ready? I think we marched I think we did a show in like a snowstorm, like a literal snowstorm. That was and there there was a practice that we had right before Arizona where we had to go up to the field and it was snowing and we were sort of getting ready and I was like I think it was at least 25 degrees. It was terrible. But yeah, that's Connecticut for you. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And and this and this summer this summer this winter we didn't get any snow. I know, yeah. which is crazy. I know crazy. these these kids are too spoiled lately. They gotta figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to ask you this: What was your best memory of playing the trumpet? Oh man, that's hard. Um, probably. Uh, Championships, freshman year, my freshman year. Sure. The only time I won. Because <laughs> <laughs> we lost for three years in a row next. That was, right, that was yeah, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's hard, that's hard to, to think about because I've been playing for so long. I know. I remember that you got two years with my younger sister mm-hmm. um, and only got one year. Uh, was she as annoying as she was the year that I was there? No, she wasn't annoying. Okay, all right. Getting into a more serious topic, let's talk about your career. Let's talk about how you decided to study clinical psychology. So, uh, in high school, people would usually come to me uh, with their problems or just asking my advice about various topics, and right. um, I would just give them, you know, I give them my opinion or what I think they should do based on what they told me and they always said though you give really good advice and uh i don't know i always liked um helping people and um i was a business finance major for my first semester right uh but i I switched after that to clinical psych and uh yeah i've enjoyed it ever since and i'm i will be getting either my master's or my doctorate in clinical psych I'm, i'm not sure yet right and um uh, what made you decided to pair with a specialization in mental health? Well, again, like I said before, I, I like helping people, and um, I figured being a therapist is one of the best ways that you can help someone that's you know truly in need. And uh, if you don't have that mental health background, it's it's gonna, you're it's going to be a lot harder to to be a therapist, I think. And I know you're planning, like you just mentioned, to get your master's or your doctorate. Um, what does that entail? Like, how do you how do you get that? So I just have to apply to programs that have that are offering that. Like I'm, I'm going to apply to Southern, um, okay. uh, Fairfield and UB, and I'm going to apply for Hartford's um, doctorate program. Oh, as well. That's great. And what do you sort of see yourself doing in the next five years? So in the next five years, uh, like I said, I'm gonna have my master's by then. Hopefully, I'll be licensed as a licensed professional counselor, which is essentially therapist right. or I'll be a clinical psychologist and I'll be licensed to practice therapy um, and I might be moving actually after I get my master's oh no way okay yeah one of my friends is buying is getting a house in New Mexico and he has a guest room and uh, he extended the offer to me that if um, that if I want to I, I could move down there well that would be I'm a very sure big loss on everyone's a, hands up here yeah. but um <laughs> we all miss you so much. Um, yeah. So before we jump into our next segment, 
do you want to tell me about how you sort of see yourself and your musical tastes and how you want to describe them to someone who might not really know you that well? Sure. So I, I like complicated music. Like I said, I've been playing trumpet for so long, like listening to um, like music that's easy to play. You, I mean, as a musician, you can tell when what you're listening to is difficult. Or like it's like it's technically challenging, or it's um, like it's in a weird like time signature, or there's a lot of variation in what's going on. Mm. And I feel like um, most most mainstream music today is not is not like that at all. It's pretty simple for the most part, and I just find it boring. And so I listen to like metal and um, some um, yeah, just metal rock and things like that, uh, just because I like the complexity of it. So people would call it heavy listening instead of, like, soft listening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So uh, if you guys don't mind sticking around, I'm going to keep talking to Rob, but uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with Rob's playlist. And we're back. We're going to check out Rob's playlist. And the first song on his playlist is The Jazz Police by The Big Fat Band. Uh, so, Rob, who introduced this piece to you? I think it was you, I'm pretty sure. Or, or you or Matt Carter. I can't remember. Okay. But one of the two. Okay. Okay. I like listening to Big Fat Bands. I think they, uh, I mean, this particular band by Gordon Goodwin. Uh, he writes fun jazz arrangements that are sort of engaging. Uh, what do you like about the music? I just like the uh, just like the cadence of the song, and also the trumpet parts, of course. Of course. Uh, I'm, partial, I'm, I'm biased to those, but uh, I remember we. Tra- when do we- I think we tried playing this at like baby band camp. <laughs> you, you and I were able to, to keep up with it, but I don't think anybody else was. Yeah, I know. I, I remember working on it and I remember we were playing through it and I was like, we have chosen probably the weakest players to play this with us. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard. I, I actually enjoyed playing this kind of music. Um, uh, here is a little bit of Big Fat Band's The Jazz Police, written in 
I think the coolest thing about jazz music is how precise it is. There's just so much precision in the writing and in articulations and the ways things sort of project. And sort of this sort of leads into my next question. Uh, do you think this piece sort of parodies anything or resent, sort of represents anything to you? Um, I don't. I don't usually tend to think of music in that way. Okay. Uh, I just, like I said before, I listen to it because it's complex or hard to play. Um, maybe like a maybe like a fight scene almost. I don't know. Okay. 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 Background music for like a superhero fight. I don't know. Right. Okay. Cool. Uh, the next song that you gave us is um, called "Of Mine" by the band Tesseract, and I love listening to music. I think that this is what I made my podcast to be to sort of learn new music. I will also talk about music that I also love, uh, but this is new music to me, um, and I love the name of the band Tesseract. I think it's so interesting. Um, so, to a listener who's never listened to that kind of music before, can you kind of introduce it to me a little bit? Um, I think Tesseract is more one of the more like technical uh, metal bands, I guess you could say. Okay. And um, like I mentioned before, I, I like to listen to this style of the music because it, it's it's so hard to play. I, I would imagine, like I don't play guitar or drums or I don't sing, but I imagine that what they're doing is pretty hard and hmm. uh, that's, that's why I like listening to it. Uh, what kind of music is this? Um, I would say metal. Okay. Okay. Um, is there screaming in this at all? Uh, I can't remember if there's in this particular song. Okay. It's it's just for me so I can plug my ears when I when I um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I'm just kidding. It's okay. Um, So here is Of Mind by Tesseract. coolest thing about this kind of music is that there's just so much going on, like you mentioned. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I said before, it's why I listen to music like that, is that there's so many moving parts, there's so many intricacies to it that you, you can listen to it, you know, three, four times and still be picking up on, on new things. Especially right in the beginning when you hear him sort of slap the bass in a way, and, and it reverberates not just for one second, but it's like, boom. It's kind of long. I, I, I like that sort of atmospheric like quality that it sort of brings to the beginning of this piece. 
Let me ask you this. Uh, when did you first hear the band? Oh. <laughs> uh, Caught you off guard there. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> probably, probably a couple of years ago. Okay, okay. 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 Uh, when did you get hooked into the this kind of music? Uh, probably in high school. Probably like my junior or senior year of high school. Okay. 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 And the next song that you gave us is called 13-7 by the August Burns Red. Again, I, I love these bands that keep blowing people's minds and me like, what the heck? Why are you called this? I think... This is so different. Um, what again? What what kind of music is this? This is heavy metal, and this definitely has some screaming in it. Okay. And, um, so for our listeners, okay. you can put in your earplugs while you're listening, to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, or take them out because it's gonna get kind of loud. Um, here it is. Here's Thirty and Seven by the August Burns Red Band. I think it's so interesting that when people talk about screaming and music there's sort of like this vocal quality they have to have i never understood how they did it but i that's something i've wondered too it's very like i don't want to say gravelly or mm. strained because i that gives it the wrong um impression but I, I don't really know how to describe it maybe someone with a more vocalist background could could explain it better I, I think it's 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 they if I can sort of put my two cents on it because I I've done some vocal work myself, I would maybe say that they really use the bottom of their voice, like the really low lows of their voice, and really grovel up in that way, and and I think they really have to use the microphone too because using technology without sort of like a long like a long range mic might give the the singer some sort of like like some real chuckle like later on in their career i think it's kind of hard to imagine someone like consistently doing that for that amount of time but yeah it must be like really like strenuous on your vocal cords i would imagine I, i know i remember um some vocalists of these bands that have been doing this for years and years and years have like some pretty some pretty bad damage to their vocal cords just from the strain that it, that it requires. But there are people who do it well and definitely oh, yeah. take care of themselves. I'm I'm not saying I'm gonna be abjugating against it, but um, do you think the song sort of has uh, a connection to the album uh, Constellations? Uh, the song is called 30 and 7. Do you have any like connection to the album at all? Why do you think they wrote the song that way? Um, well, most of their songs are like that. There's very few, I guess, like quote-unquote clean songs that they've done. It's okay. just their style. Okay. Um, yeah, no. Okay, no. 
And I, I just love the name of the band, August Burns Red. Do you have any sort of opinion on that at all? I'm, I'm not sure why they're named that, to be entirely honest. I don't right. know. I just, I just like their music. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I love quizzing my guests on, like, very inquisitively, like, why do you like this? Why do you like that? But no, it, I think it's, mm-hmm. it, it's so, I'm so glad that you brought this heavy metal music in because it's something that I feel like I want to understand more about. And it's always been on the back of my mind. I feel like I know my friend. You know, you know my my friend Nick Hario. He's a big he's a big heavy metal fan. Really? Yeah, yeah. And he I would not expect. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you look at him, you really think, oh, maybe he just likes classical music. But no, that's not the case. He is quite the the fan. And I remember him telling me like, this is the music I like. I like how. Like, you told me how intricate it is, how complex it is, how different it is than other pieces. And I think, I mean, there is beauty to simplicity, but there's also beauty to complexity as well. Of course. Yeah, you know. Um, The next song that you gave us is called Monument by the band A Day to Remember. Another great band name, I like to say. Um, I read off Google, which is my research guide of the century. Yeah. it is indie slash alternative. Is that sort of what we're looking at here? I would say so, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. How would you sort of define the band's music, dependent on, on that sort of context? If someone doesn't really know what indie slash alternative means, can you sort of maybe of explain it to them? Um, so, with with this band specifically, they're I'd say they're more like leaning towards like the rock um, like metal side of things. Right. It's okay. been a long time since I've listened to them, but I remember in high school they were like my like my go to my go to band. Just anything they they put out. Have you seen them on tour before? I have not. I have I have actually not had the opportunity to see. Um, I think I've only been to one like rock concert. But it wasn't a day to remember. What 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 rock concert did you go to? I think it was. A Deer Hunter in New York. I remember my stepbrother Josh um, wanted to go see them. So are they also another? Family. Are they also another heavy metal band? No, they're not heavy metal. They're more. Um, they're more like rock, I would say. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, back to a day to remember. I just want to ask you one last question. Where did you first hear about the band? I know you said in high school. Um, yeah, probably. Um, probably my freshman or sophomore year, I think. Okay. And then like, like I was kind of exploring different bands and different genres and seeing what I liked, um, and they just really like grabbed my attention. Okay. Well, here is Monument by A Day to Remember.
I think the lyrics are written really well in this song. I'm not, I'm not sure about you, but I, I, I sort of feel like I like the lyrics in this song. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, the singer, Jeremy, he, uh, he does their songwriting, I think. He's and a very talented guy. The, the, um, the lyrics in the opening, which I just played, it's Monday morning, and I would kill for a chance to drive. Get so far away with you, my dear, then I'll let never leave your side. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Interesting, right? That's a, that's a folk song. In a fan, on a soapbox for the world to see. Do you have any opinions on that at all? Um, like I said, like I said before, uh, not really, no, but they, I think they flow together pretty well, and, um, I just, I like how, I like his style of, of singing as well. Okay, okay. Um, I just want to mention again, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Uh, from the folk song, nobody knows the trouble I've seen, but... Uh-huh. In the context of the song, he he sort of slides down instead of going up, which is interesting. I sort of like that idea. Um, a little bit of uh, Sean's uh, music theory humor around here. I know we all miss that right now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so the last song you gave us, which is incredibly interesting title, Mr. Highway's Thinking About the End, again by A Day to Remember, uh, so I love the name of the song. What is this song about? Like, uh, that's a good. <laughs> <laughs> that's putting me on the spot. Um, it's been a while since I listened to that particular song. Okay. I just remember that I um that I I just liked it. Okay. Cool. Um. So let me ask you this: Is this your favorite band of all time? Oh man! Because uh, you did I put it on your so. playlist twice, by the way. I did. Yeah. They yeah. They're, they uh, in high school they were one of the bands that I would always listen to. Right. I would say daily. Okay. Cool. Do you want to introduce the song a little bit? Uh, like I said, I don't. I don't remember this song specifically. Okay, so uh, while Rob is doing his research, I'll let him catch up while we <laughs> check up on Mr. Highway's Thinking About the End by A Day to Remember. Again, so much different than the last song we just listened to, right? They totally just skip genres. Yeah, that's that's another thing too that I really like about this band in particular is that they can 
depending on the song or the album, you can go from clean to what we have now. And uh, that adaptability is something that I don't think a lot of bands have. Hmm. And that's another reason why I, I like this band in particular. As you mentioned, the band, uh, and the, the album in this is called Homesick. Um, I hate to ask you this again, but uh, how do you think the title sort of implies the album, in a way? Uh, title, the title of the album? M- no, no, the title, well, the Homesick, but describing Mr. Highway's thinking about the end. So maybe like, um, like, maybe like the band, is, uh, they could be like tired of being away from home. And, like, maybe they're just thinking about, like, the end of their tour and wanting to, like, go home to their families and relax a little bit before they go on their next one. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Pretty existential, if you think about it. Um, (laughs) uh, I love the lyrics. I think the lyrics are interesting. Uh, If I don't mind, I can read it again. He, He screams, wake up! Oh, how the times have changed. You're not the person I knew back then. Let's get this straight. This is a calling... When will they stop falling for this? You lack all inspiration. In a way, they're not attacking their fans. I feel like I know that. Um, no, but, it might be about maybe someone like that the band knew past, like and they like this, like lyrics mentioned, they changed, and uh, maybe they're just like tired of of having this person like around, and maybe they're like because like I said, you lack all all inspiration. Maybe they're like using like their ideas or their, or like their themes and their music for their own gain which I, I would be upset if that happened I, I don't know right and it, it just sounds like they're fighting with someone else uh, mm-hmm. so so who do you think is talking in this conversation uh, I'm not sure I, I don't know maybe I think it's like a couple I think it's a couple in a way I feel like they're like fighting and they're talking about how they they haven't been around that much in a way you know that could be, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. Well, thank you, Rob. I'm usually always this inquisitive, but I'm so happy that that you were able to come and talk to me on my show. Uh, thank you for your playlist. Um, You're very welcome, Sean. It was, it was my pleasure to, uh, to come on and talk with you again and catch up. Absolutely. Anything you want to share or talk with our listeners before I let you go? Um, no, I think we pretty much covered everything. Okay. Enough said. You heard it from my friend Rob Kinsler. Rob, again, you've always been the smartest one in the room. I really appreciate you coming to talk to me and spending time and uh, always giving me great advice. And I always wish you the best, and I hope I can see you after all this is done before you go to New Mexico. <laughs> well, like I said before, I'm, I'm not uh, positive I'll be going there, but that's something I'm, I'm considering. Right. And Again, uh, thank you for inviting me on the show. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks again, Rob. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, Rob. And you've been listening to Music Speaks, a podcast for lovers of music everywhere. Also this week, I'll have the chance to interview Alyssa Camo, And she'll be on the show talking about her experiences as a music educator, her career as a wind band conductor, her recent graduation from Ithaca College as a master's student, and what her next step will be. And that's it for me. I'm Sean Rakunis, and keep listening to what you love.